Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter 9. Men still do the same today. They stand with their little Dixie cups seeking a drink of water while they're up to their waist in the ocean. You see, it's not that they cannot see, but rather that they will not see. To acknowledge Christ and to have his presence there, well, it would have had apocalyptic ramifications upon the personal lives of all these religious powers of be, all of these Pharisees, not to mention their worldview. Thus, so many spent as so many spend their lives looking for reasons not to believe instead of being open to the evidence that's on the table. In Isaiah 59 verse 10, we read, we grope for the wall like the blind. Yes, we grope as those who have no eyes. We stumble at noon as if it were twilight among those who are strong. We are like dead men. And then in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 and 4, it says, Even our good news is veiled, if it is veiled in those who are dying, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. Then the light of the good news of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should not be uh, dawn on them. Ironically, this man from the street was blind, but now he could see really both physically and spiritually. Yet the people who thought they could see, or they were now willingly blind. It was and is, frankly, the worst kind of blindness, because not only did they not realize their lack of sight, they actually... They, they weren't even looking for a healing. The Pharisees, no doubt, had struck fear in the hearts of the people. Their positions as Pharisees that they held were not just religious, but they were political and they were actually social. They had it within their power to cause great pain for a person who failed to fall into line. Thus, the parents of this man, they were attempting to, well, it appears, to stay out of the fray. Too bad, really. I've seen a lot of parents, even in our day, move to see to it that radical Christianity is their children's last choice in this life. Verse 24 says, So they called the man who was blind a second for a second time and said to him, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. Wow. That, uh, how can a person be any more blind than that? Yet in the same breath, it says, give God glory and curse Jesus. In our world, we think, or we look at, All of this is just a ridiculous concept. We're so often guilty of the very same crimes when we go about condemning others and absolving ourselves. 
We often desire to hold up some sort of, I don't know, generic moral guideline. And, you know, we see if we could paint a American flag behind it and claim that it's the moral guideline, claim that it's God's way. How many today say we're against killing and stealing and cheating on our wives? Well, that's all fine and dandy. But then at the same time, how often we then seek to ignore a relationship with Jesus along with his expressly higher standard, a standard that calls into judgment our heart, our motives, even our thoughts. Because according to that standard, we are all murderers, thieves, and adulterers. Colossians 2, 20 through 23 says, If you died with Christ from the elemental spirits of the world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourself to the ordinances? Don't handle, nor taste, nor touch, all of which perish with use, by the way, according to the precepts and doctrines of men. These things indeed appear like wisdom and self-imposed worship and humility and severity to the body, but aren't they aren't of any value against the indulgence of the flesh. Verse 25 says, He therefore answered, I don't know if he is a sinner, uh, said the man once blind. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. And they said to him again, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? Now these guys were basically coming from the position of we know the truth, so don't confuse us with the facts. Now, while organizations exist today to debunk Christ, they exist to stomp on our beliefs and attempt to crush us of our faith. Yet no matter what they do, we know they cannot stop that simple voice of the one whom God has touched. The Irish evangelist Gypsy Smith once remarked, quote, There are five Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the Christian. And some people will never read the first four. End quote. Our lives are truly the best witness of God and his reality more than any minister or theologian could ever convince. Because literally every born-again believer can testify. Though I was blind, now I see. There are those who will reject our faith because... They'll say it's too narrow and too exclusive. So they deny Christ. They deny scripture. They want to believe that all religions are equal and that none have cornered the market on truth. The reality is that they all can't be true. I mean, truth by its very definition is exclusive. If truth is indeed all-inclusive, then nothing would be false and if nothing is false, then what would be the meaning of truth? These men would not hear the truth. They, like the world at large today, just keep asking the same questions over and over again. Frankly, it doesn't matter how many times they hear the answers for their ears, you see, they've stopped. However, their eyes are harder to close, aren't they? 
It's harder to close in when it comes to the miraculous hand of God. These folks will deny what they hear, but you know, it's a lot harder to deny what we see. Instead of acknowledging or rejoicing the reality or the miraculous, they generally prefer to keep asking how and what. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.